Alright everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Buck Buster Podcast where we talk about everything and everything hockey. I'm Jeff, followed by all my co-hosts. Howdy. Just two today. I say just two. <laughs> just three of us today, minus Ethan. Uh, Ethan cannot make it. Going to see a pretty cool concert, so not going to stand in his way of going to see that. No. Nope. So I know he's having a good time, he just called us, and he's having a, he's having a blast. So, Which is good. Yeah, awesome. Um, but we are... Obviously, have to kick off the show tonight with something something deeply saddening, deeply saddening news coming out of the London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, teammate Abakar Kazbekov I had to say that like six times, so I wouldn't. Yeah, it was a weird kind of mean coward. Uh, he's a valued member of this team since 2021, and his our you know thoughts and prayers are with his family and his teammates. He just suddenly passed away at he the age played, of like, and he played in last night's game. Played in last night's game, yeah. Oh. Just oh. Suddenly oh. passed away. What was I didn't read much into it was it passed away this morning in his sleep there's spec there's not too much that has been revealed like some people say it was like he suicide or really car accident or wow i've heard two different things because i mean being what what, 18 years old 17 years old yeah he's he's a kid he's young so obviously i don't know what's exactly what but yeah, just, um, I mean, just absolutely devastating, just out of nowhere. That was one of the first things that popped up on my Facebook this this early afternoon. Was was like, um, I I just started scrolling through, scrolling through my 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 feed to catch up on some news and see if we would miss anything from the show tonight. And I saw was one of the first things I saw as well. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's wow, that's crazy. That's just terrible. It's absolutely just devastating. before the holidays and. Yeah, Christmas literally next week. The fact that he really played in the game last night and just woke up and didn't get to see another day, and that's yeah. that's crazy insane. Again, um, Abakar Kazbekov, thoughts and prayers go out to not only him, yeah. his family, the entire London Knights organization. Yeah. And with that, the um, there have been three postponed games tonight uh, as well. The London Knights and Flint did postpone their game just so that they can cope and... Yeah, Erie Otters and Saginaw Spirit postponed their game tonight in and, Saginaw. And Kinks, Kingston and Peterborough also. Yeah, just due to a lot of players being close with him on, on both Erie and Saginaw. North Bay and, did say in tomorrow's game against the Peets they would do a moment of silence before their game. To, that's cool. I wouldn't doubt if every every team across the league at, at their next home game does it. I, I'm sure they, Erie will, is probably going to do it. I know they at least, they at least um, said came out and said they would. Yeah. But, um... I don't like, probably every, every OHL team in the next home game is probably going to have some some sort of salute or, you know, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but appraisal to him. Yeah, even the commissioner of the OHL, they came, he, um, David Branch, he obviously, um, said his condolence to the whole, how, um, that the OHL community is mourning the devastating loss of London Knights player. Art, and then he said just the deepest condolence to, to him and it all London Knights organization and yeah. Wow. So just not definitely not, not what I would have expected to wake up to news not, to this morning. I say no, not no. the best thing the That's definitely not probably not something they expected to not only kick off the weekend but I say and it's not even so close we, to the holidays and just being so young, you know. Again, being a little he's no older than nineteen, yeah. eighteen, nineteen. And it's not, and for the fact, like, 
this is something like not even us wanna wanna see for hockey players like early young in their career, just in general for anyone. Like, yeah, we don't want to see it anywhere. No, no matter what sport. What sport? He's, he's, even he's, if he's eighteen. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So our condolence goes out to the London Knights and the friends and fam- and teammates. Apparently, from this is an article from the Lon- CBT London News from Brent Lale. A man, f- a man fell to his death Saturday from a downtown London, Ontario apartment. So I don't know if this is the thing that he, he fell to his death. Um, the London Police Service Major Crime Section is investigating after the body was found on the sidewalk Saturday morning. Around 8.20 a.m., members of the London Police Services were dispatched to attend the intersection of Devon Avenue and Talbot Street for a person that had reportedly fallen from the building, said LPS Constable Travis Buckle. He added officers arrived on the scene and located a person who was deceased. Hours later, CTV News London learned the deceased person was London Knights forward Abakar Kuzbekov. The team and the Ontario Hockey League later released a statement confirming the sudden passing of the 18-year-old. Wow. Abakar has been a valued member of the team since 2021, Knights officials said. Our, te- our thoughts are with his family, friends, and teammates. The Knights also announced that the postponement of their game Saturday against the Fitton Firebirds. Uh, the six-foot-one six center from Moscow, Russia, was the London Knights' first pick in the under-18 draft in 2021. Injuries limited him to just 21 games over two seasons, but he did play in Friday's win over Owen Sound Attack. Which, yeah, that is just crazy to to hear in itself. Yeah, yeah. But we will definitely definitely release more information and talk about this when we come back from our break, uh, if, if more is released. Uh, that we, we put something on Twitter. We'll probably put something else on Twitter if more, more information is released. Yep. I we know all, I did tweet. Is he the one that sent it out? Yeah. The I, was the, okay. I was the one that sent it out um, that we sent our condolences to. I mean, it's just so, London Knights. How sudden it was just Yeah, that's insane. Devastating. And, and it makes you think it's, you know, like it makes it would make you think like, man, that could be anybody Yeah. that that could happen to as well. It's... It, Absolutely mind-boggling. Um, but again, condol condolences if I can say it right from all of us here in the studio. Prayers, thoughts, everything goes to everything. not only the London organization but the family, friends, family members. Of Akbar. Um. Now we'll get now get onto some good um some good stuff um some good news um in milestones for the um OHL um going back onto. December 10th, rookie goaltender Nat Krochuk, um, he he got his very first OHL win against the Barry Colts, um, and um, then on this November 11th, couple November 11th, December, I mean December, <laughs> my bad, um, Chris Theobo of the Kingston Frontness gets his first career hat trick against Hamilton. And then, and it, 2023 draft pick prospect Andrew Gibson of the Sioux Greyhounds scored his first career game game-winning goal against Owen Sound. And then Liam Storch of Sa- Saginaw scored his first career goal against North Bay. And then on December 14th, new um. New pickup for the Erie Otters, Andre Molnar of the Erie Otters, makes his debut with the team and gets his first career point against 
the Sarnia sting. And then... That was off of what, a Elias Cohen goal? On, a, on Elias Cohen yeah. goal. And then on December 16th, um, James Hardy of the Mississauga Steelheads gets his 200th career point with on a on his third career hat-trick against the Sudbury Wolves. Damn. And then some other kind of news that we got um, going back to Pier, to the Piero Peaks. Tucker Robertson with his t- with two goals in nine seconds apart to close out the opening period of Thursday's win against over Hamilton is a new record f- in the 60 plus year history of the Peterborough Peets and his new benchmark surpasses that Ryan of Ryan Pollock who scored 10 seconds apart in the first period of the game back on December 8th 1994 against North Bay wow and speaking then, of did you see the 67's comeback last night yeah no. they're down like 4-1 to one with like a, like with two and a half minutes left or two minutes left and came back it scored three goals in the final two minutes, and then won the game in overtime. It might have even been the shootout, but they ended. Up, I'm pretty sure they ended up winning the game. It was Still, absolutely insane. That's oh my god! And then back on with Saginaw with his goal on last Sunday's game against North Bay. Pavel Mistekov um, joins Patrick McNeil just as a second defenseman. Defenseman in Saginaw Spirits history to light the lamp 30 times in o- in OHL career, and as it eclipsed the 100th career point milestone on Sunday during so his 97th career regular season game. Wow. Um. And then sub in NHL prospect. Um, for the 2023 draft, Quentin Musty's 14-game point streak is the longest by a Sudbury Wolf player since Matthew Kimbaga in 18-game run from November 24, 2012 to January 12, 2013. Musty's um, 1.58 point per game are the third highest rate in the OHL, and he leads the Wolves with 100 shots on goal in 24 games. Jesus. Wow. Um, so that's what, roughly four shots a game? About four to five. Yeah. Roughly. And then as well as, th- and then in Thursday's matchup against the Erie Otters, um, Matthew Maggio ties the franchise record for five five goals in, in a performance. He's in, in I was... I, w- I was trying to be mad at just how the Otters were playing, but like, I was just, I was more just watching to see how many he could get, man. He's he was insane. unbelievably impressive, man. It was, what, two of them in the span of like 13 yeah, seconds. 13 seconds. He scored one, and all of a sudden he, they won the face off, brought it back to the defenseman, then Maggio took it and just scattered right back in and potted another he's, one. There. I'm going to tell you, he's insane. Like, like the, the Islanders, because oh, he's a prospect for the New York Islanders, right. he's. I said they got a good player eventually that's going to be... It's crazy good. If you hear a dog barking in the background, by the way, we apologize. Um, yeah, that's my dog's <laughs> in the studio. Um, but he... There's obviously a five-way tie... Four-way tie right now with Daniel Amico from January 3rd, 2020 against the Sioux St. Surrey Greyhounds. Paul George of from October 11th, 
1979 against Niagara and then Gary Lorix of October 27, 1977 against Niagara. Alright, um, some more, we got a bunch of OHL stuff. Um, just announced yesterday the Kingston Frontenets, they are announced that on January 14th, they are going to retire Anthony and Chris Stewart's um, numbers. Okay. For, um, on January 14th. So, that's pretty cool. Got yep. two brothers. Yeah. Obviously, um, Chris had some time in the NHL. He played for the Colorado Avalanche for a short period of time. And, okay. Um, one, and I forget what. I don't think his brother did. His brother doesn't. No. Didn't know that name doesn't ring too much, Mm-mm. too many bells from from the from the NHL at least. Mm-mm. No, because um, I'm trying to see which one in the article that they put out. Um, yeah, Chris had played um, 14 professional seasons um, with the um, in, with Colorado, and then he um, is. Currently, um, is a player develop is in a player um, development role currently now since retiring in twenty twenty. Okay. Um. So that's kind of cool that they both are getting their numbers yeah. retired. Two brothers at his school, though. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I kind of real quick before we talk about some two big trades, I want to ask you guys, um, what do you guys think of North Bay's new two new alternates that they? Obviously, um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Man. It's the, I'm. I love their current colors that they have, and I like the colors that they're going for on those two as well. And I kind of like the behind because they went into it a little bit. Um, obviously, this represents an old Brit, like World War Two, British tank. Yeah. Um. Um, which is kind of pretty cool. And it this is kind of where the name Battalion comes from. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's cool. It, it's, I don't know if I like the, the logo of the tank in itself, but it, it's cool what it represents, but, like, somebody outside of hockey might not point at that team, like, oh, yeah, that's the North Bay Battalion, or, you know, that team's called the Battalion. Yeah. You might kind of struggle with that. The North Bay But I, I love the colors that it's going for that. It's cool yeah. as hell. I do like it. I honestly, I like the black and yellow better than the yellow and white, though. I like them. They're, yeah, they're, they said the design is cool as hell. The colors are nice. The design is nice. Just I think the, what's, the the logo, it could be worse. I think what surprised me is the fact they never had an alternate in their entire um, organization since their first season, the inaugural season. They've always had their normal green, military green, yellow, and black as their um, main colors. Yeah. And lastly, um, we just got two big trades that happened this week. Um, first, we'll start with the Niagara Ice Dogs and the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Um, Niagara receives an eighth-round pick in the 2023 draft and a third-round pick in the 2026, while um, Niagara receives Brendan Ceruto or Ceruto. Ceruto, I'm so, sorry, I'm butchering that name. Last name. Cerizotti. 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 Yeah. It's the best I got. <laughs> yes, I'm assuming that's Cerizotti. just. Cerizotti. 
that's a because he him being an overager, they're just getting as many draft picks as they can. Um, and then the big one, which I think shocked all of us. Dude, I think I about shit my pants when I saw it. Um, I know Colin was freaking the fuck out when I he sent it to our, our why, big group chat. This is why I left. Kind of want to leave this one for last. The Erie Otters have officially tra- um, traded Christian Cairo to the Sarnia Sting in return of Alex Duvall in a twenty. I think it's De- De- Devio. Devio. Um, in a for a twenty twenty three fourth round pick, a twenty twenty four second round pick, a second round. 2025 pick that originally was Oshawa's, um, a 2026 third round pick, and a 2026 fifth round pick, which was originally Niagara's. Like, holy hell. Because <laughs> wow. I know. A player in five picks for one player. I mean, I, I, to be, I expect it with him being a prop, a, just being drafted this past I mean, that, we, I know we had discussed this in our, our friend group, but us among the season ticket holders of our friend group, along with Colin and Ethan, we're we're discussing just oh, what do we think if we were if the we don't think it's going to happen, but if we were to trade Christian Cairo, what do we think we can get back? And so, oh, it's going to be no more than a player and a pick or two picks or three picks. Mm-hmm. I said he, I'm, I even when it said I said he's an NHL prospect. I said we're going to get at least a player and probably at least four to five picks at least. Yeah. And I ended up being right. We got a player and five picks. Oh, he's not worth that much. He sucks. I'm like, but I'm like, he, I'm like, I, like Sarni is not going to look at it like that. They're going to look at it as the fact that he is an NHL prospect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is he quite NHL ready? No. That's debatable. But he's an NHL prospect that can be NHL ready within the at least within the next two years. I wouldn't cool. doubt seeing him playing for Dallas by the end of the 23-24 season. Yeah, because well, this obviously this is his sophomore year. Like obviously he was a rookie last year. Um, he because um, I. Because we even said he's very, because he's was very inconsistent. Like, like he, he it was like the one game where he got what he got three goals, but he also had ten turnovers and gave up like turn up turn turn up to turn off a goal. He had a penalty. Like, yeah. I said we <laughs> end up I mean, we end up calling it the Cairo hat trick. We call it Cairo hat trick. Two two goals, ten turnovers, and a penalty. <laughs> Actually, he got a hat trick that game. Was it that yeah. Well, it was funny because I we were do we were chirping him the whole game. Just Cairo, you suck. All of a sudden, one goal. Two goals, three goals. Like, all right, we'll shut up now. It just became a thing to just chirp, chirp at him, chirp Kyrie, when he would start doing well. But just at towards yeah. the, these past, my God, excuse me, these last couple games at Erie, we would chirp him, just nothing would happen. Obviously, he was the big reason why they end up losing last Saturday to um, Kingston was a just a bad turnover. It was turn that, and I just think that we just we just let them get to our heads too much. We we let them we let them get under our skin, which Erie has been known to do. But they as of so far this season, they were getting they were pretty good at keeping their cool and not letting that happen. I but, think the kind of cool thing with um, Sarnia obtaining Christian that's where his brother Jordan played, which was cool. Yeah, which yeah. was so after Kyra's first. First goal with Sarnia against that same day against Erie. His first goal for Sarnia was what the hundredth goal combined between the two yep, brothers. The hundredth. So that combined. proved that Jordan Cairo had ninety nine goals for that franchise. Yeah, but dude, I, 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 I couldn't. I'm like, I'm like, you're, I'm like, Colin, take this. Like, this is he's full well, of shit. Like, this can't be real. Well, I forget who it was because it I, was, I was next to Colin at the game, and he goes, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." I'm like, it was, what? It was just, it was not at a game. But it was no, don't start I, heard some, I heard someone freaking out, and I was like, "What happened?" And I said, "It just, 
Ramdale and Wednesday, like we were all were working or whatever. Yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> just it just popped up like. I was at work and then Colin sent it to our our, our main yeah. our main our big our big group chat with like seven or eight of us. He's like he's like holy shit holy shit holy that's shit what holy I fuck. Remember. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> it happened and then he said that I'm like get the fuck out of here. I there's no I'm like there's no. I was like get out of here and then wow. Out of all the people we if we were gonna go I was expecting to be Kyra. So that's the one that because yeah. if it was between Spencer Silva or Christian Kyra because they were the two. I say they're both were really hot going into. Yeah. Obviously, Spencer Spencer Silva is now our goal lead scorer now for the Otters. Not only that, he's a leading goal scorer out of all OHL defensemen. He leads yeah. the league in goals. Because awesome. obviously, him and Kyrie were going back and forth, and, that's and now doing oh, that's that first line of of Morty and Silva now is going to be. That's I can't wait to see fun. that in the Erie back in Erie when he you know back when hockey comes back to Erie on New Year's Eve. That's I'm so excited to see that line together. I am man. too. But, oh. like, obviously, we want the be- what's best for Christian Cairo, and we obviously want him, to- we want to see him succeed. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. I it think is, it just it wasn't-, wasn't working out with us, and, like, that's what a lot of the people on our, the big Erie Otters fan page was saying on Facebook. They're saying, like, that's all he really need all he needs is that change of scenery, and he's going to mm-hmm. be back, back to what he was last year with Erie. Yeah. And that's kind of what he's he's done, man. He's, yeah. he's, already, he's already shining over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In two, what, two games, he already has two goals and three assists or something like yeah. that, so... He's already shining over there. Yeah. All right, moving on to big news in the NHL, or just big leagues, I guess. Mitch Marner's goal streak finally ended at 23 games on Wednesday, I believe. Against yeah. the Ducks. Against the Ducks, was fail, failed to record a point. Against the one team he fails to record a point against is the Ducks. Like, come on, Mitch, come on. I mean, they're called the Mighty Ducks for that reason. Up the longest point streaks in the NHL since 18, not 18, yeah, 1987-1988 season. I'm sorry, it was against the Rangers, but... Rangers, okay. Uh, Mario Lemieux of 46 games from October 31st, 1989 to February 11th, 1990. Matt Sundin, 30, from October 8th to December 10th of 1992. Steve Yeiserman, 28 games. Excuse me. From November 1st, 1988 to January 4th, 1989. Patrick Kane, 26 games from October 17th to December 13th, 2015. Sidney Crosby from November 5th to December 28th of 2010 of 25 games. Uh, Brett Hull, 25 games, November 28th, 1991 to January 23rd, 1992. Also 25 games, Wayne Gretzky from February 8th to March 28th, 1991. Wayne Gretzky with 23 games of from October 6th, to November 26th of 1988. Then Mitch Marner, who jumped up to 23 after this was this shared, uh, from October 27th to what would have been December 15th, 2022. Danny Haitley from October 5th to 2000, October 5th, 2005 to November 29th for 22 games. And again, Steve Weiserman, November 25th, 1987 to January 10th, 1988. I say wow. he. I say Mitch. I was gonna say Mitch Marner's been. On fire this year, but <laughs> he's like he's unbelievable. Uh, Clayton Keller recorded his first career NHL hat trick versus the Flyers on November. I just I just did it too, December eleventh. Um, uh, the f- most amount of goals through the first four hundred games of of among active players. Jake Gensel jumps into tenth place with one hundred seventy four, just behind Patrick Liney at one seventy five. Kyle Connor at 183, your boy Evgeny Malkin at 188, 
David Pasternak at 189, Connor McDavid at 191, Sidney Crosby at 207, Steven Stamkos at 229, Austin Matthews already at 255, and of course, the great eight Alexander Ovechkin at 273. Right, a boy, Jake and Bake. So, speaking of Alexander Ovechkin, sorry, go ahead before. I was going to say, how long do you think it's going to be until McDavid beats Ovi to that mark? Well, seeing he played 400 games. I'm saying, um, alright, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Sorry. Anyways, Alex Ovechkin told management that he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild while he chases the goal record. I say quit being a bitch. I say that. (laughs) If you want my brutally honest opinion, that's what it is. Stop being a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could understand. I say, if you've won another Stanley Cup, you're going to need a rebuild. Well, I mean, I could understand if the teams would come out and say, yeah, we're going to rebuild this team around you. You're going to be the eye of the tiger. You're going to be a little bit of everything. But from what his quote, it sounds like the team is just going to rebuild itself, not, not based around your rock-solid one or two people. Yeah, and personally, I can see where he's coming from, but at the same time, quoting quoting Kyle, quit being a bitch. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're as good as people say you are, and you think you're as good as people say you are, and you really believe you can hit that goal streak, the team around you it should the team around you shouldn't matter. No, no. You score the goals. Your team doesn't score the goals for you. Exactly. You score the goals. <laughs> exactly. Hockey is one so of it the, shouldn't matter. Hockey is one of those individual slash team sports. It's what you do as an individual that makes the team count. Exactly. And while we're on Alex Ovechkin, he officially is the third player to hit three eight hundred goals. He's only he's now only one away from tying. Gordy Howe. Two away from taking sole second place. And two from taking away. But he's now currently 94 away from Wayne Gretzky. Again, I'm going to go three seasons. I'm going to give him three seasons. Yeah. Three three seasons. It's going to be close, though. I say... He's already got, what, 20 this year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of looking at some of his stats, like... um, I'm going to say, like, either tail end of the 24... 324 season or no? Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna say tail end of the 25 24-25 season or very beginning of the 25-26 season. Honestly, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say if he can get another what call it 25 <coughs> goals this Excuse year, me. which is very possible, especially yeah. with how early it is. After this year, if he goes at least 25 goals per season, he'll break it, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, because he's still at 94 away, so he needs probably, what, at least another 25 here. That would put him at about uh, 70. 70. So if he goes 25... So he needs at least 35 more. Yeah, so if he goes 25 per season, and he's at 92, and he just say he retires after he gets the full 100, he'll be 8 over, 8 total over. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It was kind of funny seeing all the different stats, like, of all his different goals. Like, 62... Point nine percent of his goals were on five hundred and three were on straight on even strength um, goals, which is forty most in the NHL. Um, Two hundred ninety two power play goals, which was thirty six point five percent, which is n- now currently the most in the yeah. NHL. Point six percent are which he only has five short handed goals. Um, 
391 home goals, which is 48.9%, fifth most in the NHL history. Wow. Um, so he has more on the road than he does at home. Yeah. I said, interesting. 51.1% are on the road, 409 which is now so in his entire career, he only has five shorthanded. That's yeah. what caught my attention. You, I saw, I saw you. You're like, what? Yeah. Huh? Like, did you he were, say that right? You, that's. I kind of thought it was like fifty, and Jeffy misses a zero, and I'm like, because it's happened. I do it all the time. Yeah, but uh-huh. I mean, it makes sense because he he's not. He's usually not on their PK. He's not usually not on their penalty kill line. No, no. But at the same time, I want to say it's usually Oshi Kuznetskov. Kuznetskov, yeah. And Carlson and D- Orlov. I thought Backstrom. Or was, was it Carlson? I think it's Carlson that's I said. and Backstrom. I said Oshi Kuznetsov, Carlson, and Orlov. I think it's that's, what I, that's what I think their number one PK is. I could be com- I could be completely wrong on it. But anyways, moving on from Washington Capitals and Washington Alexander Ovechkin. Currently, right now, this was as of Tuesday, December thirteenth. There are sixty-four point per game players in the league right now. Wow. Which that is crazy insane. Usually the league doesn't see any more than 10 or 15 point per game. Or something. That's 64 right now. Jesus. It's insane. Uh, Danny Miramanov of the Vegas Golden Knights scored his first career NHL goal against the Winnipeg Jets on December 13th. December 13th was also the same day where we recorded number 800. Braden Packle of the Vegas Golden Knights got his first career NHL point against the Chicago Blackhawks on December 15th. Uh, then ones I missed earlier in the week, Kirill Marchenko of the Columbus Blue Jackets got his first career NHL goal on December 11th against the LA Kings. Zach Hyman got his first career hat-trick against the Nashville Predators on December 13th. Sorry yet again for that dog disruption. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Jakub Vrana has been reinstated by the NHL and NHLPS Player Association program is now back with the Red Wings, which is great to see. That's something that yeah, they need right now. Absolutely. Uh, well, they, they, they've been struggling a little bit as of recently, but uh, not 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 terribly. They, they've still been winning games. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just lost where I was. Give me one second here. No, I believe actually actually the last one. Eric Gustafson got his his first career NHL hat trick versus the Toronto Maple Leafs just earlier this evening, December seventeenth. So, big, big shout-out to him. Absolutely. But also, big debate here. NHL is considering uh, expanding the schedule to 84 games instead of 82 games, which all it would do is just give us two more inter-division inter- games. I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. I would kind of like that because a lot of that would be, like, win-or-die trying for playoffs. Yeah. Because, you know, how many times have we seen when there's – games in the season and we're like man there was one more playoff game if, you know they'd go in yeah you know and it's looked back yeah up, I mean, in the past couple of years when they you know they've added Seattle they've added Vegas so yeah. you lose you lose a couple you know divisional exactly. divisional rival games exactly those well, two, you have to, that's four well, four games right there they have to add on well, and I'm gonna bounce off your question I know a few weeks ago we kind of talked about the rumors going around, I doubt they're true, but of the 34 teams. Yeah. Instead of the 32, they're going to add two teams, and we were kind of I said what, within the next, fit, in the next 20, 25, it could be up, up towards like 40. Yeah. So, so I think that is way too many. Well, how do yeah, you think I mean, they're going to do games with that? You think they're going to push it to 100? 
I mean, I would. I doubt it. Forty. Uh, yeah, like it'd be, that'd yeah. still. That'd be a lot of hockey. <laughs> it would be. I could see. You see how beat up these guys are after like the after. second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Imagine a hundred regular. They, if they do that, I could see them maybe shortening the playoffs. They making like the first two rounds five games and then the last two rounds or seven games. Or what I could see them doing. Or the vice versa. Or first, do first two rounds or, seven and the last two five. Or what I could see them doing, kind of like how the NFL does their games, like in MLB, they don't. Not every team gets the chance to play yeah. a certain team each year. So, like, what was it? Pitts, this um, North played AFC North played the, the NFC North. You play yeah. them once once every four. You play once. each division once every four years. Yeah. So you, for example, like the Steelers. We'll take the Steelers and the Packers for example because that's two teams in our, our friend group. Steelers and Packers will only play each other in Lambeau every eight years. Yeah. In every four years, it's at every four years it's at. Heinz Field, yeah. or sorry, Eckershire Stadium, it's and then Lambo, Heinz Field, Lambo every four years. Well, so they only, so, so Rogers only got to play. I don't think he ever played at Heinz Field because uh-uh. so, he's either been hurt or his his first year. His first year, the start was 2010. That one was in Lambo. When he came and played us in 2014, I think he was injured. And when he we played them, uh, no, I'm getting my years wrong. 2009 when we played the Packers, that I believe Brett Favre was still the starter. Yeah, and then we right. went to 13 in Lambeau, I think, before we started that game. But 17 was in Heinz Field, and I don't think he played in mm-hmm. that game. So he never got to play in Heinz Field. Yeah. So, so kind of similar, like I said, to the NFL and MLB. I could see if we get to more team, NHL well, teams. Yeah, like, I, I like we, that. That's actually, I yeah, really like that. We idea. do, too. Like, you would play, for example, you'd play, like, so the, like the Metro would play the uh, the Pacific, and the Atlantic would play the Central, and you'd yeah. flip-flop every year. Yeah. Or what you could do, you could even, if you had to... Or, for example, other, you play the Central at home, the Pacific at on the road next year, and then the yeah. next year you play the Central well, on the road and the Pacific at home. But what do you do if they add another division or two? What I don't think they'd add more they divisions. Add they they think so? you, I don't think so, no. So, you would, like, what if they were to <clears> add, like, a Midwest division? I don't think they'd add a whole new division. They don't think. It, I think they would just make, make it like four four divisions of ten. They'd add, throw two more into the Metro, two into the Atlantic. I mean, that's definitely. Because for example, if we get another one in Toronto, or and then another like over in Hartford, that Hartford yeah. would probably go into the Metro. The other Toronto would probably also well, go into the that's Atlantic. That's why I thought kind of Midwest because you have a lot. Of and if you get that that team in, the, I know they're talking Houston. That'd probably go into the Central. Kansas City would probably also go to the Central. to the Atlantic. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. That would, be cut, that would be kind of close between the Central and the Atlantic. I Kansas City is kind of that real sweet spot. They're kind of it's like, It's because it's like south of Chicago, but it's like also yeah. kind of closer to... I mean, well, Nashville's also in the west, but they're way well, over here Kansas east City Tennessee. Is like, well, like I said, Kansas they're City They're kind of, like I said, they're right dab in the middle. Yeah, so be yeah. A, I, I, I do like that idea. I though, do, like, too. Of, like, interconference, but, like, you know, one year you play the Central at home and then Pacific yeah. or, you know. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like that. That'd be cool. Well, so how would to you still, do it? To still be able to get more division division yeah. games. Well, so how would you do every other division, though? But you, yeah, I know you would You'd football. still play the Atlantic as normal and no, your Metro okay. as normal, but, you know, but Central. But you'd play and, one division. Yeah, that'd every, be, okay. I actually really like that one, Jeffy. Yeah. That was, that'd be actually really interesting to see. Thank you. Because, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be like, you know, it would save travel time. You wouldn't have to, you know. Travel yeah. all that you won't have to worry about those four or those two week long California trips for us mm. East Coasters. Yep. You know you'd have you know we don't have to do that every other year instead of every single year. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. depending on the weather each year, like, yeah. like even weather the, travel. Like, well, yeah. and even the nice thing up there's you know like you what you could even do is make it a hundred games, but save five of those for postponement games for wet bad weather 
or this. So say for example, they were or like say for example, they were to play ninety six games or ninety four games, give it an, an even number yeah. for even math, and you would have six games throughout the year where it's like okay, say Chicago and Winnipeg are playing, and there's eight feet of snow in Chicago. It happens every year. Yeah. Winnipeg says, hey, we're not coming down. You put one of those we games. We can make it down. Yeah, you put one of those games on the back burner for those last six. So now they have a spot, and there's five games left. I mean, that, I mean, they would just because you still have to play, every team. Would, every team still has to play the even amount of games. You just have to well, push I, it back to a different yeah. time yeah. slot. It's not just well, oh, this well, is a, ma- a makeup game well, time. That, well, that's what it would be. It would be that a different day, but that time slot. So you could pick any one of those days. If well, that's six, what they do. <laughs> well, if there's like six cushion days, you can say, okay, we can make it up on. <clears throat> This day at this time in this arena, and then we just mark one of them well, off. The again, board. Well, again, that's kind of already what they do. I, yeah. I, I see what you're trying to say. I think you're just describing it wrong. Probably. I know what you're going for, but I think you just you just can't yeah. d- explain it correctly. If y'all can help <laughs> me, if y'all can help me, please do. Uh, but I believe that is all for big NHL news. Um, other than the big uh, Pittsburgh injuries, uh, Jace, both Jason Zucker, of course, and Jeff Petrie have both been placed on LTIR. Um, or no, Jason Zucker's week to week, but Jeff Petrie has been placed on LTIR, both with, uh, sorry, I'm speaking too fast. Jeff Petrie with an upper body injury, and Jason Zucker with a lower body injury. At this mm. point, me and I know Jason Kyle, Zucker is just a walking glass bottle. At this point, because <laughs> me and Kyle have been talking about this a lot. At this point, we just I love Jason Zucker. I, I do. do I love Jason Zucker. Love I'm so I was I was jumping. I was so thrilled when we traded Galchenyuk that. Garbage Galchenyuk to get to get Zucker. Sorry, Galchenyuk. Am I wrong though? No, no. you're not wrong. <laughs> but like when we get, when I realized we were getting when I saw what the return was for Galchenyuk, I was yeah. psyched when it was Jason well, Zucker. I was so happy. I know this is you. You both are gonna say no immediately, but I have to ask: Will they ever put him up for trade? Do you think? If at this point, I at this point is, with just with him being so fragile, like at that's the nicest word I can give it. But yeah. I mean, do you, so. You know, put him up in it. I mean, hockey's a hard-hitting sport, but it would be put him up where he, even even if you drop him down to the second line or the third line, where he's still seeing the spotlight, but he's not getting his. Well, he's always know, he has been on the second line. Has he drop him down to the third and see if that helps? Um, Worst case scenario, he's your fourth line wingman. That's kind of another. Thing to bring up, which I fear I wanted to bring a substance or talk about Jason Zucker. If we decide, if we were to decide to trade him, would you seen it being at the deadline or like with Casper? I mean, probably. I could see them. I don't know. I've, I could feel, I could see them going for like a big, like a package deal and getting somebody big, like Patrick Kane, David yeah. Pasternak, uh, Bo, Bo Horvat, yeah. Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson's another one, yeah. I could, I mean. I definitely like. I mean, I would love Eric Carlson, but he like he wouldn't really fit anywhere in our, no, our defensive no. core. We definitely we have room for Bohart. We'd have room for pa- we'd make room for Patrick Kane for David Pasternak. What about someone like Miko Rantanen? Is he on the trade block too, or is he getting close to the end of his contract? I think he has like a year left. I would like Miko Rantanen too. That yeah, would, he's that would still be in like Minnesota, idea. right? Colorado. 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 I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know why I thought. But I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I w- as much as I would love to get this the sexy, sexiest man alive candidate of twenty twenty three himself, Eric Carlson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, am I wrong? No. Uh, <laughs> no. I would as much as I would love to get him. We, we don't really have room no. for him on our decor. Um, we really don't. 
Nope. We got Brian Dumoulin and Chris Letang, who just came back, which, again, unbelievable how soon he came back. And scored, just, scored a goal, what is it, 13 days after his stroke? Yep. 14 days after his stroke, he scored a goal. Um, I mean, you know, we got to see. I mean, those those second and third liners can be, have kind of flip-flopped throughout the years. I mean, we still got Marcus Pedersen that's been great. You know, Jan Ruda, who's doing pretty good. I, mean, I think he's only on, like, a one-year contract. But, yes, just some of the big names that, like, they, those two could be as a big package deal for. Even JT Miller, I would say, yeah, would be a big Yeah, because I know he Bertuzzi Bertuzzi would be a good fit. That would be good. Because I know oh, JT Miller's did, on the block. Ethan would be pissed. <laughs> if we stole Bertuzzi with him, he'd be pissed. Uh, <laughs> Shane got Speaking of, did you see the uh, the Gerritonorti injury? How'd he get 50 to 100 stitches in his jaw? Yeah. What was it? What it was He, he took a skate to the jaw. Oh. I'll show it right here. Without sound. I haven't seen the video, so... That's not it. I don't know why it's showing that. Or is that it? No, that wasn't it. I don't know why. That's not... I can find it here in a second. Well, it does say here is where he got hit right in the mouth, but... Yeah, I, I could see us getting one of those big names. That'd be insane. Yeah. Even, like, you know, the list I pulled up from Bleacher Report, Max Pacioretty... <laughs> That'd be nice. That oh. would be a fun name. Uh, Kalak Poso was eh. That wouldn't be another one. Like so, yeah, Jason Zucker's name is on there for yeah. big for big names. I mean, Casper Kevin and just signed that that deal with somebody to be able to take on that contract, even though it's not a whole lot of money. Yeah, it's what five million a year, four yeah, million, so, yeah, three and a half to four million a year, more than he deserves. Yeah. In my opinion. I well, what about <laughs> like a, what about do you think Pittsburgh might need another goaltender and someone like Jake Allen? Jake Allen, no. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm with very you. happy with our our th- goaltending team so right I'm now. I'm good, but I'm good. Okay, with Jari that. is finally starting to look like yeah. his his mid mid to late season self again. Yeah. Casey Smith is a great backup when you when you need him. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm Casey, Casey Smith. He's one of those. He can very easily jump into a starting position if Jari were to go down with an injury. I actually was just talking to because I know we were talking about a lot in November, like when we were on that losing. Pittsburgh was on that losing streak. I was talking to one of my buddies today at work. Um, he, um, I was telling him like maybe I'm hoping maybe the sl- their Pittsburgh slump was early this year. And that would be nice. Because currently, right now, where well, we are, is we usually do go on at least a slump of four or five games a year. Because this one was what eight it, games or seven games. Eight games, because and now we're now we're currently on that way a seven game winning streak. So I yeah. say because normally it's right about now through through January is when they had that slump. Is. Yeah, so um, that's when they always bring up. They always see March of the Penguins is what when the Penguins always have go twelve and one or like thirteen and two in, yeah. in the month of March. We've always absolutely dominated well, the month of March. Yeah, but I was, was it saying, was that that shortened that lockout season lockout. in 2013 where I don't think we lost a game in March. I don't we won like 12 or 13, and that's when we went on that big like 16 game win streak. Wow. We did not lose a game in March. Well, also <laughs> that's like Penguins playoff mentality. Like we we, had, I we lost the last game of February, and then lost the first game of April. Wow. <laughs> but we did not lose a game in the month of March that year. Jesus, that was yeah. insane. So that's kind of what I was saying. Like me, like with the slump. Like maybe hopefully. It was just early this year instead of the normal like yeah. well on where we're used because we're we're off to what was like a, like an eight and two start or like eight a nine and two, and two start eight, eight nine, and two it was eight and, yeah, yeah. We we're just we just I think we just got a little bit too ahead of ourselves and we dropped one dropped two like okay it's fine and then you know lost that got swept that entire West Coast trip and then came east and lost what was it Chicago Buffalo. and then Buffalo 
just dropping just dropping stupid games that we shouldn't have dropped. And ever and ever since since then, I think I saw we're like twelve and two or twelve two and one since that losing streak. So we've completely turned around. I'm, I'm glad to see it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and the finale of our four part best to wear every jersey number. Got final week seventy six to ninety nine. Starting off with number seventy six, I think this is a no brainer. PK Subban. Yeah, PK. I, I don't think there's much argument for that one. There's, I mean, there's a couple good, good. I'm, I almost said gooder, <laughs> <laughs> Be, better players that have worn that number, but um, yeah. I, I think it's obviously going to. Personally, I would PK. I would easily say PK. Yeah, seventy seven. Um, I have two. I also have two for 72. So, I my honorable mention is Phil Esposito. My okay. number one, I said Ray Bork. My number one is also Ray Bork. I said Ray Bork or Victor Hedman. I, I think Victor Hedman is definitely making a yes. name for himself to yes. potentially be up there on the list as, as a top five defenseman of all time, top three of all time even. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he won the cons Smythe when... In the bubble. In the bubble. I... I was torn because 77 was... But my honorable mention was Paul Coffey. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just so many great... Paul Coffey, Phil then, Esposito as well, like Boba had just said. And then my number one was Ray Borg. Ray Borg. Yeah. Uh, number 78. Um, there's a lot of, like, big-name guys that said Mark Poliot, but I personally went with Pavel Demetra. I went with Mark Poliot. I went with Pavel Poliot. Pavel Demetra. You went with Demetra? So two and one down the middle? Um... Ethan would be the deciding factor there, man. God damn it, Ethan. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, those are the only two big names, really, that I was able to get from there. Same with 79. I think these these two can be a toss-up. I said Andre Markov and Michael Furland. I said Markov, um, yeah. I think those are two just kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Not a whole lot of argument for any other names on that. Uh, number 80, I think this one's kind of a no, no-brainer. no Nick Antropov. I, was, I don't know how to say that, but yeah. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce it. How you said his last name? It, it, yeah, I mean, over thir- span of thirteen years, uh, four hundred sixty-five points. Uh, his biggest season being sixty-seven points in the 09-10 season with the Atlanta Thrashers, and with being this with an, a poverty team such as the Atlanta Thrashers, and he was still be able to put up those numbers. Yeah. I think he deserves that that Absolutely. spot. Eighty-one was tough. I eighty-one was, I was very tough. So, if we have honorable mentions, why don't we put them? My have, honorable mentions. I have filled the throw. As an honorable mention, yep. my honorable mentions are Miroslav Satan and Marian Hosa. Those are my honorable. My I did go with Phil Kessel as the greatest one to ever. I said Marian Hosa. Just due, just due to his now two cups. He had with now Pittsburgh. becoming the Iron Man. Iron Man thrilled. Now played a thousand games consecutively over. Yeah. over I think almost eleven hundred altogether. I think he's close to getting one thousand points. Yeah, he's getting very close to that as well. I mean, Marion Hose, this one is tough. We're, we're going to get called biased, me and Jeffy at least. For, did you put Kessel as well? I put Kessel Yeah, in my we're, we're going to get called biased for, yeah, for I being, I mean, I guess he could be called biased for Hussey because I was played with Pittsburgh for a year. But, but I've always liked Marion It's tough. Hose. That one was very, I think Satan played for Pittsburgh too. <laughs> but just, it, it was tough. I did eventually go with Phil the Thrill, Phil the Iron Man Thrill Kessel. Okay. I, yep, I agree. Uh, number 82, who'd you guys have? Martin Straka? That's, oh, that's right, Martin Straka, yeah. That's who I also had. Uh, he scored 20 goals at least six times throughout his career with finishing with 717 career points. Um, I mean, a, a close runner-up 
is uh, Thomas Kopecky, but the, he's, I don't think he comes anywhere near no. Martin Straka. Number 83. Jay Beagle. You had, I, him, you had Jay Beagle. I said Alex Shemsky. I had Jay Beagle. I had Jay Beagle as an honorable mention. Jay so. Beagle was my choice. Your number one. I said Alex Shemsky. Just because, again, Jay Beagle, he's a great player. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Hemsky, total career points of 572. Um, I just think if Jay Beagle wasn't as gritty and as fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that that's a word for it. If he just wasn't as physical as he is, I think he would have it. Mm-hmm. But I think he just hit his physical side of the game takes too much of a toll on him and just, I think, now it's Hemsky's a little bit better. physical, physical. Let's get copyrighted. Copy. <laughs> <laughs> Number eighty. <laughs> Number eighty-four. The, not a whole lot. I can't even pronounce some of these names that have worn this jersey. Uh, I said Mikhail Grabowski is the number yeah, one. That was my choice. Um, only eight players in the league have claimed this number. Uh, Grabowski being one of them. He scored twenty goals three different times in his career. Um, the only one that comes anywhere close is Guillaume Latendrecy. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but I, I've looked up him up, and he has some decently, some decent stats in his career, but Grabowski, I think, took the cake on that one. Yeah. 85 was another one, not a whole lot. Big names coming from this one. I said Peter Kilma is yep. the number one. Uh, with an honorable mention going to Matthew Perot. Yeah. Okay. I had Peter Kilma as well. 86 I struggled with. I ca- so well, it kind of was easy for me. My honorable mention, I put Tuvo Turvine. And my number one, I had Nikita Kucherov. That's Nikita Kucherov as well. Yeah, Nikita Kucherov. And, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. And I just realized, for some reason, when I was typing this, I must have been typing too fast, because my table Turvine in autocorrected to Tuatonic Turvine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> T-E-U Tonic Turvine. Nice. And number 87... We can I all don't say think it. we can argue that. It's, three, it's Sydney Crosby. There's, Sydney a reason, there's a reason there's a Sydney. jersey down here. Yeah. I saw, I'm currently wearing my. Sid the kid, Sydney Crosby. Oh, Captain, my if Captain. Ethan was here, I know he would have pulled the joke and said Donald Brashear, and I would have punched him straight in his fucking face. But you can't go wrong with Captain Sid. I would have punched his glasses so far into his face, he would have had four eyes. Because <laughs> I, I know for a fact he would have made that joke oh, if yeah. he was here. Because he, oh, yeah. he obviously did. would have done the countdown, he'd been like, Donald Brashear, and I would have went, Because he obviously <laughs> did it when we did Mario Lemieux and Yager. Yeah. In last week's episode. Yeah. But at number 88, this is another really tough yeah, one. one. There's a lot tough. of great players that I, have worn this number, both currently and and uh, historically. I personally have three. This is the one where I put three. So, my no- number three, I have Brett Burns. Okay. Number two, I have Patty Kane. Number one, I have the man, the myth, Vassy. You see, I did not have... Bat Burns on my list. Neither did uh, I. My two honorable mentions, I have Andre Vasilevsky and Eric Lindros. Mm-hmm. I did go with my number one as Patrick Kane. I was very, very close to putting Lindros at number one. I did I get another one I debated pretty heavily. I um, My number three was um, Andre Vasilevsky. My second honorable mention was Patrick Kane, and then I put Eric Lindros. You flipped, flipped Lindros and, and Kane? I Again, give it five, six more years. If Vasilevsky can lead the Lightning to another, get get one more Smythe and you know two more cups under his belt altogether, or, or even if he goes a to a Vezna, different team, get another yeah. get a Vesna or go somewhere else and prove prove himself somewhere else. You know, yeah. play play great with two teams, like kind of like Mark Andre Fleury is not only great with Pittsburgh but ended up being great with Vegas as well. Yeah. 
If he can show his talents elsewhere, if he can prove that it's not just the team in front of him, 100% I can see in a couple years him him taking that spot. Oh, yeah. Number 89. Again, not a whole lot of big names coming out of this one. Uh, I said Alexander McGillney. Yep. Yeah, I did um, too. But the uh, close honorable mention being Sam Gagne. But uh, mm. over McGillney over his... Uh, 16-year career, 76 goals, and the 92-93 season finished with 1,032 career points. That just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was, guys. Sorry. Something fell. I don't know. It scared the shit out Might of me. I think, I think it was a dog toy. <laughs> yeah, over 1,032 career points in his career. McGillney, I think, takes the cake on that one. Some mm-hmm. gun- and he comes close, but not super close to, to that one. Number 90. A lot of people might argue this one, but I personally think it's a no-brainer. Yep. Call me bias, former Erie Otter, yep. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, yep. I, I did O'Reilly. Say my Erie boy. Yeah, I say that was no brainer. Yeah. Number ninety one. I that had is tough. I had three names again. Very tough. So number three, I had Vladimir Tarasenko. Number two, I have Steven Stamkos, and my number one, I have Sergey Fedorov. See, I had the tie for number one being Sergey Fedorov or Steven Stamkos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With honorable mentions being Ter- uh, Tavares and Tarasenko. I said I, I, I actually Tavares. I actually was on the same boat as Kyle. It, it, I, I just couldn't choose between Fedorov or Stamkos. I mean, yeah. Fedorov obviously had the all you know the great career throughout the entirety of his career. Didn't really never really fell out of his prime. Stamkos is kind of showing signs of falling out of his prime, but he's still putting up great numbers. Mm-hmm. A lot of his career has kind of been most of his career so far has been kind of taken away from injury or by injury. I say uh, which, which sucks to see. He he could be way higher in his his point tally than oh, he yeah. is currently. I say he just recently hit his one thousand point. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I my honorable mentions were John Tavares and Vladimir Tarasenko, and then it was a two way tie between Steven. You said the exact same thing I did. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said I did agree with you on that one. Uh, number ninety two. This one was a little bit closer. I ended up giving the just bare end of the bullet. To Rick Tockett, I gave it to Landis Cog. I he was my honorable mention. I, I was Scott. on the I was on the fence there, but I, I gave it to Gabriel. I, I gave it to Tockett. Yep. Uh, number ninety three. I don't think there's much room for argument. I said Dougie Gilmore. Yeah. I said Nuja Hopkins. Really? I did. Really? I said Nuja Hopkins. I, I have him as an honorable mention, but I he think was, it, it it's it's close, but it's not close. Yeah. yeah. I, I give it to Dougie Gilmore. I agree. I did too. Uh, number 94, I don't think there's any room for argument here. I said Ryan Smith. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, board for 18 seasons, finishes career with 842 career points. Um, Yannick Perot comes close, but, I mean, I, I think Ryan Smith, obviously, I think he takes it. Uh, number 95, um, give it a few years, and Matt Duchesne yeah. will take the cake. But yep. as of right now, I'm saying Alexi Morosov. Yeah. I said Duchesne. You said Duchesne for I now? I said Duchesne for now, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 96, honorable mention going out to Miko Rantanen, but overall I gave it to Thomas Holmstrom, yeah, uh, former Red Wing. I did as well. I had Miko for <clears throat> number one. Did you? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, number 97. Call it. This I, is, you're going to call me unpopular on this one. I gave this one to Jeremy Roenick. Really? He was yeah. my honorable mention. I have to go with McJesus himself. I, I gave this one to Jeremy Roenick again. Give it. I'd say give this one two years and McDavid might take over, might change my opinion. But personally, right now, I do still want to give it to Jeremy Roenick. I see he was yeah. my honorable mention, but yeah. I can't be. Jesus. I can't. I gotta go with Connor McDavid. Yeah. Number ninety-eight. This one was close between two, between Mikhail Sergachev and Brian Lawton. 
I edged out Sergachev. I went with Sergachev. And those are two of the only three players that have ever worn this number. Mikhail Sergachev, Brian Lawton, and Jesse Pugliarvi. I mean, Pugliarvi hasn't quite reached his his potential yet, so that's why he yeah. doesn't really get, get the shout-out here. Um, but Sergachev, I'd say, yeah, yeah, I think it goes to him. And, of course... Number 99, I only think we need to say it. I think we're just no. wasting our breath on it, yeah. but it's we're going to say it anyway. It's Wayne Gretzky. The great one. It's the, the great, great one. The great one. You know, goal scorer and the one that Alex, the great Alex Avengers. Alex, what did I just say? <laughs> Alex Alexander. <laughs> you said Alex, Alex, you said Alex, Alex Avengers. <laughs> you said Alex Avengers. <laughs> the new Avenger, the great eight. <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin, the one he is chasing currently, is I, the great one. We should just paint Ovi green and get him really you know, lead, leads the, the Leads the NHL history in not only goals, not only assists, but points as well. I don't think anyone's ever going to reach his point milestone. No. Never is no. anybody going to reach that the, point milestone. He's the lifetime. only player to have his number retired league-wide. So. In two different leagues, right? In the yeah. OHL retired OH, too? OHL yeah. retired it because he played for yeah. Sioux. We're not going to see that point difference, at least in our lifetime. No, yeah. <laughs> not in our lifetime, yeah. Maybe, it, it, maybe in the future when... Everything's like in the air, and they're floating like you know, twenty five feet in the air. It's gonna in see. the year twenty one forty six when some guy named Grain Wetsky comes out of Grain Wetsky, <laughs> which I think, which is incredible. Like we're obviously seeing Ovi make making history in our generation, but it's this, gonna, mi- this must have been how watching Grain. Gr- my Grain, God. you said it again, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. This must have been how growing up watching him was, just seeing how great and how. Amazing, Alex Alexander. Oh my Jesus! Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right, I retire from the Buckbusters at this point. Jesus Christ! Where's Paul? We need you. It's just what's incredible is that hockey fans that have grown up in the late seventies, eighties, and nineties are now got to see Gordy Howe and then Wayne Gretzky play, like. And, and even, you know, and those then, guys are probably in their people that got to watch those two are now in their fifties, sixties, call yep. maybe in early seventies, now getting to watch this and then in our, watch it again with Alexander Ovechkin. I said it! Fuck you! And then oh. in our because <laughs> we didn't, never got to experience Gordy Howe or Gretzky. Yeah. We are experiencing it with Ovechkin. You know, up soon upcoming Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, McDavid, and you know, all all these guys putting up putting up Wayne Gretzky esque numbers. Yeah. And it's, it's insane to see. Yeah. 99, I don't think. No. Yeah, there's, you, if you try to argue, you're just stupid. Yeah. There's only two, oh, there's only two players in the history that have worn that number, and the other two have, I think, combined for like 400 points in their careers. And Wayne Gretzky has twice that amount in goals. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Alright, moving on to our final segment, weekly segment here. These score predictions, updating from our predictions that we gave you in last week's episode, or this, yeah, last week's episode. Uh, Sunday, we had the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Boston Bruins. Final score of that game was 3-1 to one Boston. So, Jeffy and Ethan each get a point. Uh, Jeffy will get two for guessing the score. Eh, he was far. He said 5-4 to four compared to the 3-1. to one. Yeah. Oh, Never mind, you didn't get the differential right. Never mind, I'm stupid. So, yeah, Jeffy and Ethan each get a point there. Jeffy goes ahead and ties me at 21. Uh, Montreal, Calgary. Wait, I got a point for getting the score difference. It was 3-1. You just didn't get the team rate. I thought I got a point for that. No, oh, you have to okay. get the team rate. So if you would have said Boston, you would have gotten three points there. Shit talking. Uh, <laughs> Monday we said Calgary and Montreal. Final score was 2-1 to one Montreal. Jeffy said 2-1 to one Calgary. 
Oh. Uh, so you're the only one that doesn't get a point. Uh, Bobo will get two for guessing the score differential correctly. Me and Ethan will each get one. Oh. I pulled a bubble. Two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on Tuesday, Tampa Bay versus Seattle. I was an absolute fucking moron and said Seattle had a chance in this game. <laughs> and I wasn't even wrong because Tampa Bay won 6-2. to two. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeffy was... Actually, nobody got the goal differential correctly. Everybody else will get one point. Except for Kyle's stupid ass. <laughs> Look at that, you pulled another bubble. And then Thursday, Washington versus Minnesota. Or was that Winnipeg? I think it's Minnesota. No. No, yeah, you're right. Thursday. Oh, that's Nashville versus Minnesota. Okay. I can't read my own handwriting. Am I on the right day? Because no. Nashville didn't... Oh, because it's versus Winnipeg. Yeah, I really... Okay, sorry. 2-1 to one Winnipeg victory. We all said Winnipeg. Nobody said 2-1. to one. Um, Nobody guessed the goal differential, Curtis, so everybody gets one point there. Ooh, look at that. I'm in the 20s. So we will come back at you with our new weekly games. All right. Starting off this week's matchups, we'll start off with Monday, December 19th. The Edmonton Oilers are taking on Nashville Predators. Edmonton's 17-14-1. Nashville 12-12-4. I'm going to go the Oilers. It's going to be... It's a little bit more of a blow. 5-1. Dang. 5-1 wow. Edmonton. Bobo. Um. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to keep Edmonton. But I'm going to go... 4-2. So slightly closer. Because Nashville doesn't have that bad of a record this year. Um, but. I'm also going to say Edmonton. Uh, I'm going to say this one is going to be closer. I'm going to say 3-2. to two. Ooh. Obviously, we can't give Ethan's guess. I'm going to send these to him tomorrow. That's why we didn't choose one on Sunday this week. So Ethan can send us his predictions, and we can add these in and update you guys next week. Uh, or Tuesday. when we come back from break. Oh, yeah, because we'll be, yeah, yeah. this is our last episode of the year. So. Yep. Um, Tuesday the 20th, I have the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Philadelphia Flyers. Columbus sitting at 10-18-2, and, and Philadelphia sitting at 10-15-7. and seven. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, sorry. <sighs> um, I'm going to go the Broad Street Bullies. 3-1. 3-1 Philly? 3-1 Philly. I'm also going to say... Philly, 3-2. Three, 3-2 three, Philly. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to take the, the CBJ on this one. I'm going to say 4-2 CBJ. Wow. On Thursday, I chose the Battle of Manhattan, Long Island. Yeah. New York Islanders, obviously the New York Islanders, and the New York Rangers. New York Islanders being 17, 13, and 1. The New York Rangers being 17, 10, and 5. So, I am going to... Oof, that is a close one. Yeah. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Give me... Excuse me. Give me the Rangers. 
Um, give me the Rangers in a 5-4 burn burner. In overtime. Ooh. To be honest, I actually... You and I were, were about to say the same thing. I said 5-4 overtime. You know what? I'll go, I'll go opposite. You do the exact same? You know yep. what? I'll go opposite, but I'll go the Isles. Isles in 5-4 overtime? I'm going to go... I'll go 4-3. Isles, 4-3 OT. Because either way, there's it's the battle of New York is always a lot of fun to watch. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like the battle of PA. Penguins and Flyers are always battle of the part. And finally, because yeah. uh, Ethan couldn't choose one, we're just choosing one randomly. We got Boston and New Jersey on Friday, December 23rd. Boston being 24-4-2. The Devils being 21-8-2. I'm so sorry. Oh. I, were, I already in my stand prediction that I said they Boston wasn't making playoffs, or New Jersey was going to get. You said Boston wasn't making the playoffs. No, really. But uh, for this one, I, oh, I mean both of these teams. But I mean Boston is just otherworldly this year. Yeah, uh, really proven Jeffy wrong. <laughs> I say same thing with say, New Jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna say five to three Boston. Oh my god! I'm gonna say New Jersey four to two. Oh, on the differential. Oh, no. 4-2? Yep. Both This is going to be another barn runner. You know what? I'm going to go with my gut on Jeffy. I'm going to go New Jersey 5-4 overtime. New Jersey? New Jersey. 5-4 overtime. Okay. All right. So, yeah. That about wraps up this week. That about wraps up this year. This year. One more thing before we wrap up the year, and we're going to say it again in a few weeks. For all of our Erie listeners, January 14th, we will be at Eduardo's Pub on 26th and Colonial. If you guys want to come down and say hi, don't be afraid. Yeah. It's, I mean, not, not really a sponsor, but our very first... Our first... Our first business that has reached out to us and has given us the opportunity to go record an episode at their business. Yes. Aside from Stumpy's. We're still, still working on that, on that one. Still figuring out where, on we, where exactly yes. we want to record there. But yeah, Eduardo's Pub officially is going to be our first first location. Stumpy's should hopefully come soon after that. But yeah, big I news. This has all been Bobo, man. Bobo's been like our... Yeah. Our... our, our, our Sponsor-ish, or kind of our, our guy to our business to, to get our name See, out there. Look, I like I can go. You know, I'm one to where I like dive bars. I don't like the big bar. I don't like the big bars scene. And it's like, okay, if I'm at a dive bar, literally when I was at Eduardo's, the owner was two seats next to me, and I would have never guessed. Yeah, <laughs> she was literally in a brown t-shirt and a pair of jeans, literally. And I'm like. I was talking to so one of the... So when we go all wear Steelers jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was talking to one of the bar patrons about us, and he goes, you realize the owner is right there. And my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, that's the owner? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, I would have never guessed. Um, as I was going to say before we ended it off, I want to say thank you to all of our viewers, our listeners this year, just this year, and who have been with us for almost two years now. Um, like, thank you for, like, everything you guys have done. Like, this has been one of the things I've looked forward to every week. Absolutely. Um, doing with all of these guys. Um, so I'd say 2022 was, was an incredible year for us. We kind of, we made a lot of roller coaster promotions had, had a couple of those. There was just three of us. I think there's a week 
beginning of the year, Jeffy was out sick with COVID, so it was just me, Bobo, and Colin. Um, and then, you know, had and the four of us, and obviously it. not having Ethan for the first, for the last half, for pretty much almost all of season two. Yeah. Uh, I think we only had nine episodes of season two with, with Ethan. Yep. Uh, then, obviously, he surprised all of us and came back, was made back just in time for episode one, and yep. uh, he's been with us ever since, and, you know, with Colin now being gone. Uh, Colin, I don't know if you're listening, but we didn't miss here in the studio, man. But it was a pleasure and absolutely loved having you, man. And obviously, any time at all that you want to come back, this this was our thing, man. So absolutely, we'd love to have you back, man. Um, and we obviously made memorable, like we memorable trips, like Buffalo, Columbus, RA, Columbus, Pittsburgh, going to eat Permanis in the Strip. Yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously, and there's more to come from. Us here at the we, oh, we ain't done, baby. Bloodfusters ain't, ain't done taking absolutely. over. Hey, we just got an Instagram today. Go check us out. Yeah, go finally, finally, officially, finally. yeah, go check us out on Instagram at the Buckbusters. At the Buckbusters. As we'll, always, YouTube, we'll Twitter, Facebook. Join our Facebook. We need more discussions yes. on Facebook to discuss. Absolutely. Discussions on Facebook to do. I am on a roll tonight. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and before we leave from all of us here in the studio, have a safe and happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And have a great day. Be one. safe. Don't do anything that we would do. <laughs> Don't go to your biggest rivals and wear the opponent's jersey. Like you did. <laughs> As I stare at Jeffy, making me do that in the You're big, loud-ass, eerie crowd. Yeah, don't do anything we would do is pretty much what I said. Stay yeah. safe. Thank you guys so much for an amazing 2022. And we look forward to an amazing, even better, banger, baller 2023. Absolutely. Have a great holiday, guys. See you guys.